0: It's July 29th, 2012, and you're listening to the Architecture Happy Hour. I'm Laura. And I'm Larry. And it's a two-drink minimum, so grab your glass and let's get started.
1: Well, welcome to the end of July, everyone. Can't believe it's just a few days until August, and we're just now getting around to podcasting.
0: That must mean our summer has been full and quite a lot of fun. Yes. Would you, would you <laughs> put it in those terms?
1: <laughs> I don't know I'd put it in those terms. Well, you got to go on vacation the first week in July. Yes,
0: yeah, so over Fourth of July week. Yeah,
1: yeah and Holly... Went, um, I guess that long weekend really right before Fourth of July. So, I had some time in the office once again by myself because nobody cares.
0: Poor, Poor me.
1: But uh, you had fun though. <laughs> you got to have a good vacation.
0: Yeah, we went to a little town in Georgia called Pine Mountain to a resort called Callaway Gardens, and uh, we—you probably wouldn't even know where it was unless you lived in that area. Except that my husband's family's been going there for twenty-some years. And uh, the nice thing was this year, our son is now old enough to participate in the summer family adventure program, which means
1: mommy and daddy get some free time. Yay! (laughs) Yes. He got to go hang
0: out with the little college counselor, uh, kids that were there and they took them in all over the whole area. They went and fed the turtles and went and saw the butterfly center and did crafts and went swimming on the beach. And so from nine to three, we had our own time to yeah. to go explore, so that was nice. That's pretty cool. Yeah, vacation time for for everybody.
1: Yeah, of course there was car trip there and car trip back, which is its own special adventure. Well, right, if I remember from, from when I was a kid. You know, there were four of us
0: oh, in the wow. car.
1: Yeah, it was it was always a you know my parents' idea. Like, let's drive down to um, Port Aransas, which is on the you know Gulf Coast. Right. And at that time, it was like a ten or twelve hour drive or something. And We're leaving like at Midnight, because you know that's a good time to put kids in the car. Sure. And uh so yeah, I, I'm the whole trip there and back thing. I just don't envy anybody with a with a kid in the car. But yeah. Of no. course, nowadays everyone has DVD players and everything else to keep.
0: Oh Kids yeah, occupy. it was pretty pathetic. Yeah, he had one of our iPhones at all times. Mm. Well, I shouldn't say all times, but you know when the when the going got tough, Brazil. right? Exactly. <laughs> and you know, thank goodness most of the interstate has good cell coverage, and and yeah. I'm sure we blew our data plans like crazy, Completely, streaming. Yeah. You know,
1: anything and everything you can right, get your hands Dora on. Right, Dora the yeah.
0: Explorer, and who yeah. knows what else? The videos from Netflix. Well. Wow. But it helped and it gave a, you know him a little bit of break. But yeah, I was. We have a, a Subaru Station Wagon, and we were packed to the gills. And I thought, where would we have put another kid? We only have one kid. But holy moly! Roof. them onto the roof. Be That's fun. true. We would have had a, a roof rack on top to put the luggage. But, yeah. Yeah. So we're not we're not terribly experienced car travelers, but we do it several times a year. So.
1: Well, and Holly it went to good. Holly went to um, actually she had a wedding to go to. Her nephew got married. Um, just outside of San Antonio. Right. And then she went and stayed with a friend of hers who was in, um, Horseshoe Bay, which is a kind of, I guess, retirement community, maybe uh, not really yeah. a retirement community, but it's, it's, you know, on the lake, there's a huge development there or there was a huge development. It went bust. And so, you know, there's all these empty lots, but you know, people are building houses again and she came back and she's so funny. I think I know where I want to retire. <laughs> Because there's no real architects. There's a couple architects down there, but not real, you know, like I'll say real architects, but not very active or whatever. And her friend's like, Holly, you can make a killing here. (laughs) So I'm picturing Holly's retirement plan is, of course, to move down to Horseshoe Bay and then be the architect for Horseshoe Bay while she's retired. Yeah. Much like her father was. Yeah.
0: Be busier than she's ever been here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, we said that would just be our satellite office. We exactly. Could set yeah. her. Up we'll just down there.
1: Yeah, buy her, buy her a lot and get her a double lot. <laughs>
0: there we go. <laughs> just park her next to the water. She'll yeah. be fine. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, anyway. But the
0: encouraging part is that she's actually saying retirement. We thought we, we'd never no, right. get her out of here. Right. So. Right. We thought, you of course, know. that's ten years down the road. But yeah,
1: <laughs> uh, it's always it's always every year it's always another ten years down the road. Right. Right. It's just another ten years down that's the road. That's true. True. I haven't I haven't thought about a... that. that. So. Well, and, and July has been the saga of moving. We're still in the process yes. of finalizing all of our moves. So we think we have a space. We think the leasing and um, property management company is going to do what we need them to do to the space. And no one has given us anything official written on paper yet.
0: <laughs> Except that you need to be gone. At By
1: August 1st. some point, right. 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 They, yeah. Uh, the relocation letter they'd sent us said, we, we'd we like to have you out in honor before August 1st. And I'm like, well, you better get cracking. <laughs> yeah. Get
0: the trucks here because yeah. we're not doing it. Yeah. Yeah. We have no place so, to go yet. Now,
1: luckily, the, the um, there's one other firm here in the building, and they're at the very opposite end of the building. And they have been in a panic because their new place, they just closed on it. They bought their space. Oh, okay. And they closed on it probably a week and a half ago because it's taking longer than they thought. Always. Always. And so they're, they haven't even started to finish out yet. And, of course, they were supposed to be out on the 1st. Oh, geez. And the um, management companies came back to them and said, oh, you can have another month. They're like, oh,
0: dear.
1: well, of course you can because they're not going to tear down this building while we're in it. True. I hope they're not going to tear down this building while we're in it. Right. <laughs>
0: Although we have been seeing construction equipment and people secretly Project meeting meetings next, next door. door. Right. Yes. It's like, yes. okay. So yeah. I'm not real sure how it's going to be living or working across the street from a huge construction project, mm-hmm. but I guess we're about to find out.
1: We're about to find out. And and the interesting part for, of course, Laura and me, Laura and I, is it Laura and me or Laura and I? I've never been good at that kind of grammar. <laughs> anyway, um, interesting thing for us. <laughs> there you go. There we go. Is that we're going to have to figure out where we're going to podcast in the new space because we've gotten very used to, the, you know, we're, we do it at my desk, and the sound in the space and whatever we gotten very used to. And now we're going to be in a brand new space, and we have no idea. I think if you guys were, were probably listening at the very beginning, we sounded you know the first few podcasts was like we're in a tunnel, we're in you know I think <laughs> we we tried almost every space in here. Except for my desk, we tried the conference room. We tried the We're storage room in, in, in the, the back, kitchen. in the kitchen. The only thing we didn't do was the bathroom, and that was next.
0: <laughs> we also tried it in Holly's guest room at her yeah, house. house. That
1: didn't work. That didn't work. Uh, so yeah, so it should be an interesting, interesting change. Uh, but hopefully, we have another month here before we have to worry about it. Right. So we'll see. But and,
0: don't uh, you worry. We'll be back to podcasting no. as soon as we've recovered from the move. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, literally, we think we're just moving across the parking lot. So, it right. shouldn't be too traumatic except the fact that we just have to pack in.
1: Yeah. You know. It's amazing what you accumulate in four and a half years. Yeah. it's Like, oh, my goodness. Time to purge. Time to purge. We've already started and it's like, wow, that's all? Oh, God. Right. Still going. <laughs> and going and going. Right. Well, and, of course, in between that, I leave for Vegas on Thursday because James turns 40. Yay. Yay. He's finally in his 40s. <gasps> oh. And, um, so we leave for Vegas on Thursday. And of course we go on vacation for new Orleans at the end of the month. I'm like, they better not move us right in between. <laughs> right in, I'm like, if they come back and say, can you be ready to move on this date? And it's like, right before I go on vacation, I'm going to just flip. It's going to be like, that would be no.
0: Right. Well, and they better not do it right after you get back. Cause Holly and I are not packing no, this I'll place still, all by ourselves. Right, exactly.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So we'll see. But anyway, um, all that aside, that's not yes. really what we wanted to talk about today. <laughs> but that's just really kind of what's going on. Um, but something happened that, that in the last two months, and it's happened once to and It's happened once to me. And it was kind of funny because we don't – it's not something that – someone asked us a question that we, we don't really get very often. And it happened to me. I was doing a presentation for a um, networking thing one morning. And someone asked me, they said, right at the end of the presentation, just talking about stuff, and someone said, well, who's your favorite architect? And I went, me, because, (laughs) you know, I mean, I don't know what else to say at that point, because people just don't ask. Right. And then, of course, what, Saturday night, was it?
0: Yeah, I got this this email from my client, and 10 o'clock at night, get this email, and of course... Here I am checking email 10 o'clock at night. On I should Saturday. not be doing that, right. but I was. Right. Anyway, she writes, who is your favorite architect? Just curious. You know, so I'm thinking, well, I don't know. I haven't had to study architects other than yeah. in my my little local world here since, right. you know, college.
1: Well, and, and there are people, though, that you can ask that, and they will tell you right off the top of their head. They right. Know, I mean, that's the, the – this architecture inspired you, or their architecture inspired you to become an architect yourself. So they you know, have a real definite, let we'll say, background or a real definite influence. Right. And I just don't think about it any, anymore. I'm like, you know, I grew up watching this old house, so there, for me, it wasn't necessarily that there was an architect that I thought was his favorite, but I just like the whole process. I think.
0: Yeah, well, and at some point in high school or college, I did a report about uh, Julia Morgan, who was the very first woman architect in California Mm -hmm. and um, was just fascinated by her life and what a strong woman role model she was. And she was the architect who did the Hearst Castle in California in San Simeon and worked with the Hearst family. And uh, it was just unbelievable. And so I went and looked at it. I thought, oh, well, you know, I could say she's my favorite architect, just more from the role model standpoint, but then I went and looked at her work, and I was not as over the top about what she had done as I once was and I thought that was kind of interesting because at one point, I probably would have said something like that you know more turn of the century uh, mm-hmm. california type mm-hmm. work was um, was what i'd be attracted to and and it's not anymore i'm I'm experiencing a change in taste, I think
1: mhm. That's cool. Well, do you want to tell them who you finally came up with?
0: Oh, well, yeah. Okay. So I was doing, but I (laughs) I can't not give her an answer. That would just be awful.
1: And it should be really quick. Right. I'm
0: like, this is embarrassing. Why don't I have, I even asked my husband, do you know who my favorite architect is? Who do I like? I don't know. Does he have one? I don't think so. Well, there we go. Yeah. I asked him and he goes, Frank Lloyd Wright.
1: I'm oh, like no, yeah. no, that's such a boring answer. Yes, nobody yes, needs, no, no, say that. Nobody likes Frank- <laughs> nobody yeah. likes Frank Lloyd, right? No,
0: it's but, just the only name mm, we know, right? Well, knowing Bob, he would probably say Mike Brady.
1: Ah, uh, yes, because he is that that sort of geeky, nerdy, yes. TV guy. Yeah, yeah, TV guy. But yeah. Anyway. anyway,
0: yeah. So I started um, looking around online, thinking, okay, well, I remember reacting or or having some kind of you know opinion about certain. Projects or types of things that I've seen, like when I've traveled. So I just started Googling different ideas like California architecture or Italian or Spanish or just trying to jog my memory. This is really embarrassing because I don't know architects' names that much besides, you know. The my, obvious ones. Yeah, the yeah. obvious ones. And and so I finally got into the some of the California, famous California architects, and I came across Richard Neutra. And I thought, yes, okay, yes. Now I remember in school, studying his work and, and really liking it, really admiring his approach. And so as I was looking at it and kind of studying some of the pictures I was seeing online, I thought, you know, it's really interesting the way how strong his geometry was because he was those it um, was photographed by some of the famous photographers, mm-hmm. you know, in the forties and fifties and sixties mm-hmm. and um, very much associated with kind of the Hollywood glam lifestyle with the, the strong geometry and the big expanses of glass, the international style, you know, lots of white, uh, you know, walls and that sort of thing, Mm -hmm. very much with the water interacting with the interior and the exterior and the landscape becoming part of the geometry of the rooms, things like that. And so as I was looking at that, I thought, well, I'm really, I mean, my degrees in historic preservation. I have always been rooted in sort of the something that has precedent or something that has rules or classical architecture where you've got proportions. Mm-hmm. And then the fact that I was really gravitating towards Neutra's work was a little bit surprising to me because I would not have associated myself with more contemporary work. Right. I always kind of said, oh, that's Holly and Larry's territory. <laughs> They're the ones who do more contemporary stuff. But I'm actually finding myself really gravitating towards it. And, I th- and the words that were coming to my mind were, Um, confidence and sexy and, you know, these, you can't hide anything in these homes. Yeah. They're very strong. I mean, the decisions that were made
1: to create those Mm -hmm. spaces
0: were not wavering.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You you can't, can't hide any of the boo-boos. You can't, it's, it's out there for everybody to see and it better be right.
0: Yeah. And then, then the, but to see that where some, somebody might see it as kind of Mm -hmm. daring or, you know, really pushing the envelope. It actually, to me, feels very grounded yeah. because it is very much like, okay, we made this decision, and we're basing other Decisions
1: angles off, off of this that.
0: angle. Yeah, very right. much. So there's something very comforting about it too. Yeah. So. Huh. Do you want to share some well, of sure, your sure favorite? The,
1: my favorite, the thing, the one that I always go back to is John Lautner, and who I never heard of ever in my life until I was taking a history course at Texas A&M, and we had the, for some reason, the scheduling got messed up, and there were only two architecture history classes, and there was like five of us who couldn't fit into either one. And it, we, we were originally, but then the, like I said, the scheduling got messed up somewhere, and so, so there were classes overlapping, and we couldn't, the five of us could not do it. And so we had our own little five-person class with uh, Woodruff? Wood, what was his name? Oh, that's gonna make me crazy. I wanna say it was Wood something, but it just... Anyway, he's one of the professors. Woodcock? The Woodcock. Yeah, David yeah. Woodcock. Yeah, David Woodcock. Oh yeah, he's. There we go.
0: Yeah, he's amazing. Um,
1: and so well, there's just a five of us in this class, and he assigned um, Lautner to me. Uh, so okay. hey, you know, we're gonna do a presentation. Do it about this. You know, research this architect. Find out. And it was just fascinating stuff because he's, you know, again, like Neutra studied with Frank Lloyd Wright. Mm-hmm. He had that sort of organic sensibility, really connecting the architecture with nature. Mm-hmm. But it sort of took this almost, over, almost overwhelming, but do, doing it almost on a grand scale. Homes that didn't have any you know, exterior walls in some cases. Like you go up to the main living pavilion and it was just completely open to nature. I mean, you, there were... Or he did in in Mexico that you get up to the living pavilion and there's nothing and it's just the ocean beyond. Just
0: all glass.
1: No glass. No glass at all? No glass at all. You get up there and it's just completely open to nature and it's just completely open to the ocean and stuff. You know, there are living quarters and stuff down there, but if you're entertaining, this is where you did it.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's just complete and, and very organic and very connected and... At the same time, building some very iconic homes in California and very 60s, you know, very much of the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it was really fascinating to me. And um, well, you really plus, respond to it. A lot of warm materials and even. Yeah, a
0: lot of beautiful wood. Yeah,
1: and even when he was doing concrete, the forms themselves were so. It had so much movement to it. You know, everything had a, had a, you know, there was no...
0: A lot of curves. No
1: blah. No, just kind of, here's a box. It, yeah. It had a lot of that movement to it and a lot of curves. And one of my favorite things I was telling Laura was that there's one home he built that there's this big curving wall in it, and the wall didn't have any radiuses. <laughs> there was no way to lay out the wall because they'd no real radius fit. It's almost like you just... He just sketched it out on paper, and that's how he liked liked it. That's the way it's going to look, and let's just build it. And so he had to get out there with the builder, and actually they had to figure out how are we going to actually build this thing because there's no real, real geometry to lay out. So just fascinating, but fascinating for me. Well, um, and
0: it's kind of cool too that a lot of his stuff was is so iconic that it made it into movies. Movies,
1: yeah, yeah. That you see those houses and you go, oh, okay, yeah. And there's a. One, I think, is in one of the Bond films where, like, one of the walls, the outside wall slides open. Yes. You know, that kind of Dr. No kind of thing. And it's it's just sort of... um, Well,
0: and then one from Charlie's Angels, right?
1: Yeah, one from Charlie's Angels, one from the second Lethal Weapon movie. That one, they actually tore off the side of the cliff, which I thought was, you know, interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Someone did a very pretty little scale model of this house. Uh And it just came right off the side of the hill. But, yeah, it was – and at the same time, problems – like with any architect at the time, I guess, you know, he wasn't making any money. Mm -hmm. And there were always problems with with the houses because, you know, you're – a lot of times you're doing something new. So trying to get the glass to not leak and all these things. So – but interesting. So that's who I usually fall back to if somebody asks me. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that it necessarily influences anything I do. Other than the fact that I'm with Laura, you can't hide anything. Mm-hmm. You've got to be sure that you've made the right decision about it. Because the, the fun thing about or well, the fun thing, but one of the interesting things about more traditional architecture is you can hide the mistakes. <laughs> if there's enough cover up, you know, if there's a crown mold's big enough, you can hide the fact that the ceiling's not flat. Mm-hmm. When you get into contemporary architecture and there's no not a lot of room for boo-boos. And, you know, we've worked with contractors in the past and we've told them it has got to be flat. Right. The ceiling has to be flat because when it hits the wall, there's no hiding it if that that ceiling's moving up and down. Or same thing with the floor because a lot of times we'll do a... I've been in houses with a three-quarter inch reveal at the very bottom of the drywall and that's what's at the floor. And you cannot mess that up.
0: Right. You'll see it in a heartbeat. Yeah. Even if it's just a hair off.
1: Yeah. So... Yeah. Um. Anyway, I, but... uh. But, yeah, it was just – and it was so strange that, you know, she came in today and said, well, you wouldn't believe what Lori asked me last night. I'm like, okay, that's twice in two months that we've been asked that, and and people don't ask it very often.
0: Right. Well, and I don't even think if I were to say that name to anybody that they would know who Richard Neutra is. I mean, I'd have to explain it to them, you know. But then I, I also was sort of thinking back to the historic preservation side of of what I still do love. You know, something Mm -hmm. about walking into a historic building that just says something. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I realized is that the more historic buildings that I really enjoy are the ones that were built from the need at the time. Mm -hmm. You know, they are the shape and the size and the doors are what they are because that's what they needed to function Mm -hmm. in that space. Or, you know, the actual framework is built out of nothing more fussy or anything you know, than yeah. what they needed or what they had to work with as far yeah. as tools or, you know, they didn't use six parts when four parts would do and exactly or, like that. Or the
1: kitchen's at the back and it's in a separate building because you don't want that heat and that mess and that noise in the house and it's just a separate piece.
0: Right. and the, know, Or so. the, the hazard of…
1: Or fire. Yeah. yeah.
0: And actually, I think what that boils down to is it actually tells a story because, and you know, with me, I'm all about conversation and stories and you know mm-hmm. build, draw me a picture of this kind of a thing and that at that time when those kitchens were separate buildings it was because of life or death I mean mm-hmm. the you know fire was a major issue sure so the fact that it is a separate building that creates this space between the buildings where life happened you know that was their their yard and where they did their laundry and mm-hmm. all of these things and so that one you know probably multiple reasons why the buildings were separate but Still, it it affected how they lived their lives and right. what those spaces were
1: like. Well, when you think about it now, we would never dream of having a kitchen in a separate building. Are you kidding me? That's so <laughs> far away, and and where are we going to entertain everybody? Because we're you know everyone ends up in the kitchen now.
0: Yeah, we can barely deal with our cars being more than thirty feet away from our homes. Right. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, well, and and the interesting the other interesting thing about being asked this question really was that when people you know start looking at doing a home remodel or start doing, thinking about building a new house. A lot of people don't know where to start. A lot of people don't know, do I have a favorite architect? Well, you know, everyone knows a handful of names, maybe.
0: Maybe.
1: So what do you do to start really figuring out, okay, well, where do I go from here? And one of the things Laura had mentioned was actually, Flipping through, of course, and there's sites now like Howe's that you can flip through and look at pictures and see what really resp- you really respond to. And I always think, well, you know, just wandering the Barnes & Noble to the architecture book section and just start pu- pulling books off the shelf. And what is it about those that really excite you? Which one is really think? Like, oh, that's just beautiful. Oh, that's gorgeous. And then you kind of start to go from there.
0: Right, I've been uh I wouldn't call it shopping but we've been with my client right now. We've been going and trying to pick out finishes for the kitchen and finishes for the bathroom and and we've been trying to select the the granite slab and the marble slab and all these different things and and she was really wanting a a really knock knock you out in your face exotic um slab, not not just your run of the mill countertop. And so as we were walking through the the granite and the marble slabs at the warehouse and she came across one, she went, oh, and then, ooh, and just <laughs> all these noises started coming out of her and I could see it in her face and I'm going, okay, now we have it. Yes. This is what we've been waiting for because she had been looking at this one and that one and the oh, yeah. colors were kind of right, but the pattern wasn't right and the veining wasn't right. Mm-hmm. And she was kind of wanting to like it, but you could see it in her face. It just She's like,
1: I am really sweaty. It's 95 yeah. degrees in here. The fans aren't helping at all. I just need to pick one. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's one of those
0: things like, okay, I guess I need something to call a countertop. Let's just get this done. Yeah. Until she turned a corner and and went, (gasps) yeah. 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 And so, I mean, that's a perfect example of you may not know the name of it or – architect or whatever the style happens Mm -hmm. to be but you know it when you see it yeah so don't compromise if you haven't had that moment of oh my gosh i'm so excited i mean she even texted me later that night i'm so excited about what we picked out today you know it's just going to be beautiful she's like i can't even stop thinking about it that's when you know you've hit gold yeah 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 it's fun
1: yeah So if you know who your favorite architect is, you can always message us, let us know, email us or uh, hit us up on Twitter at HPD Architecture or Arch Happy Hour, either one. Let us know what you think about, you know, who your favorite architect is. Do you really have one? Um, Send us links if you want to because we're always looking for new stuff. Always, always, always.
0: Yeah. We'd love to hear from you.
1: Of course. And you can always find us at HPDarch.com. And if you're in Dallas, you can come look us up at the Architecture Happy Hour. Yay! Yay! I have no idea where the August one is going to be. But
0: well, but they've been off the charts successful mm-hmm. lately. We have had huge crowds.
1: Good turnout. Yeah. Good turnout. And, and we're trying to get one lined up for October that we think may end up being the largest happy hour we've ever done. Yeah. So, well, I'm bracing myself for Yeah, that. And
0: typically it's the third Wednesday of each month. So, if you're in our area, please look us up on meetup.com.
1: The Architecture Happy Hour. Yeah. Yay. Yeah, yes, we're over 1,100 members. Oh, my gosh. And growing. Like, yeah. Oy. Thank God they don't all show up at once.
0: Oh, <laughs> and. 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 What? 40 Under 40.
1: Oh, that's right. Yes, didn't yes, share. yes. yes we did share. didn't share. I'm just going to toot my
0: own horn, if you don't mind. Oh, no, no. Toot away. Okay. Well, the Dallas Business Journal does a list of honorees every year called 40 Under 40, which means 40. Business professionals under the age of forty, mm-hmm. and yours truly was selected to be part of the 2012 Yay. class. So, if you take the Dallas Business Journal, you can look it up online. Uh, look for the 40 under 40 list, and I'm right there at the very top.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's very exciting. I'm just
1: well, and, and there's a um, presentation ceremony, you know, a little cocktail reception thing in August, right before I go on vacation. So I told her well, we're going to bring air horns. I'm going <laughs> to announce your name. We're going to stand up and go woo Oh yeah! <laughs> You know, shaking our arms around, make a big old scene. Doing the happy dance. hmm Of course, yeah. they will never let us, you know, enter anything again, but that'll be okay. <laughs> we will still have fun. So anyway, but yeah, yes. we were very proud of Laura, very excited. And so we'll see how the presentation goes. We'll try to behave ourselves.
0: Okay. Well, hopefully this will just launch us into bigger and better and super exciting things.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank goodness I'm going on vacation right afterwards. There we go. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Well, it was great talking to all of you, and be sure to listen again in sep- – no, in August. I was going to say yeah. in September. Oh, my gosh. We're to make
0: it September already. No,
1: in August. Um, we'll be back, and who knows what we'll talk about then. We'll see. We may have gotten the news that we have to move, and here's where we're going. And you may just get Laura and Larry in a panic. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, it'll be fun. Yay. Anyway, hope you guys are having a great summer, and we will talk to you next time.
0: Okay. I'm Laura. I'm Larry. Bye-bye.
1: Bye.